Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. The hiatus we promised in the previous episode did not come to fruition. We're back, and we're mainly back for one big reason. What is that, Henry Bretz? What is everyone in Brisbane going through right now? Menopause. Tokyo no, Olympic Tokyo, fever. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we, we are, in fact, back. And we're in lockdown. To quote Larry David, who I think quoted, I believe it was Julius Caesar or someone, but he was when he came back with Curb Your Enthusiasm for, I believe, a 10th season, Yeah, and he said, they all said, oh, my God, seven years off, and you said it was all over. You're coming back, he said. I can't. I ruled. I left. I did nothing. I came back. Some, something like that. Yeah. Like, is that I was like quickly a, trying to Google? Is that like I, a? I came. I saw. I conquered. It's an. I came. I saw. I conquered. Yeah. But I think it's a. I came. I came. I did okay. I did well. I left. Nothing happened in my life, so I came back, and that's kind of where we're. Yeah. At. Sort of. Yeah. Not much going on this week, and we figured that doing unpacking Brisbane. I mean, even if no one listens to this. Uh, I'll enjoy it more than anyone because it's something to do during Some, lockdown. Something to get done. So, folks, hopefully this brings you some company during Absolutely. what is now a, well, it's a more optimistic lockdown yeah. than we had recently. We're recording this on Saturday at a, at a casual 12.50pm. Lovely yeah, time beers, of day. Beers might be cracked within half an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's lockdown. It's, mm. it's Really, because I don't have a job at the moment, the way I distinguish the weekdays from the weekends in lockdown is how socially acceptable it is to have a beer. Yeah. Because during the week, I'm like, no, you know, you be be responsible, mm. do some uni, cook well on the weekend. Fucking oh, one o'clock recording a podcast, why not? There's a lot of things that the weekend is already a permission structure for in yep. life. Chuck a lockdown weekend in the middle of that <laughs> and it's the last days of Rome. It's it's Uber Eats, it's beers, it's mm. watching fucking four movies in one day. I think it was Jack who pointed out that <laughs> our Uber Eats bags in the kitchen resembles how like 18 and 17 year olds at schoolies would stack yep. the beer yep. cans up. Like, don't throw them out, don't throw them out because we need to get a picture of how many yep. Forex bitters we drank at the end of the week. Brian, don't chuck them out. I know they're on your bed. I don't think a guy called Brian ever got invited to anyone's schoolies room. It's like, oh, Brian, Brian, can you leave? You're creeping the girls out. Brian's the guy who's like, yeah, I could have gone to schoolies or I could get a trip to New York with my mum. I took that option. You're like, Brian, don't pretend you were invited to schoolies. You couldn't have gone to schoolies, Brian. Brian was like, I actually thought a mountain mountain biking holiday with dad seemed a little more appealing. Mate, you've got your entire life to do that. Schoolies comes once. Brian was like, you see, I had two options at schoolies. I could go and have fun with the friends I don't have. Have, or my dad offered me $1,000 cash. I took the cash. Oh, the people Shut up, the- Brian, and stop touching the beer cans. Stop touching the beer cans. Why are you cans. even here? How did you sneak into Crown, Brian? Brian! Um, but yeah, so, the you know, there are rarely good things about Delta clusters of COVID-19. No. But it's fucking hilarious mm. that they are clustered around private schools. Like they always think they are. Finally, private schools find themselves at the centre of the universe so once true. again. So true. If you were a Brisbane grammar or Brisbane girls grammar student, mm. 
you know, and after after some years of, particularly at some of the boys' private schools with some of the historical things that have arisen, there's been some years of negative headlines. Mm. Somehow, a Delta outbreak seems almost positive. It seems... <laughs> well, it, it seems, is. Literally speaking, it is positive. Yeah, too right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a household uh, contact of another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, fuck off. Brian, how did you get in the studio? <laughs> Brian, why are you here making great, great COVID jokes? I actually, I um, we could have gone to Paris or New York, but I told mum, let's do Fiji. <laughs> Um, Brian, that's a bit weird. Brian, weird. Yeah, so you went a real on a bikini with holiday. Your yeah. We did a couple's massage. Um, yeah, Brian. but it, it was fine. I, I will tell you this. Uh, it Brian, is, Brian it, it, went to Ironside. Brian's side. Brian's side. There's been a cluster at Brian's side. I will say this. Uh, it is interesting that it does have the appearance that all the private schools like to see themselves as sort of the hot shit around town yeah. and the ones who are always the news makers, the news breakers. Yeah, definitely. And you can just see these private schools were sitting back going, Jeez, airline workers, hotel workers, fucking aged care workers, aged care yeah. workers. Oh, returning travellers from overseas. Um, get me in on this action. I'll show you who locks down yeah. the city. My dad's a plastic surgeon. Oh, can you just imagine? I'm going to lock down. My dad can reconstruct your nose and buy a boat out of it. You think you can lock down the city? You Jump. haven't. You haven't seen a weekend rugby match oh. where the twelve Ds played the twelve Bs <laughs> because Grammar doesn't have enough good rugby teams. Mm. I mean, I, I think you know there would have been a perverse satisfaction among some quarters, and and this is not to target the Grammars. This is really directed at all Brisbane private schools because could have been any one of them. Oh, um, as a as and, a terrace graduate, got a bit of FOMO. Yeah, I'm literally like, all oh. press is good press. But when I saw the acting principal, Damien Fool, had sent an email regarding some close contacts, I was like, good, let's finally, let's get in on this. <laughs> I'll send a letter rather. Um, there, I think there was some real perverse joy among the headlines of like, half of Brisbane surgeons knocked out because these two schools are required to quarantine. <laughs> I think there are a lot of people being very happy with themselves. Yeah. So let's, let's, it's a very private school cluster. We're calling it the private school cluster because- yeah, it They're is, calling it the Intrapilly Delta cluster. Uh, yeah, okay. Intrapilly State School. Yeah. Misleading. Intrapilly State School, which as we've pointed out, I think um, is a school that has the influence and cultural cachet that private schools think they do as well. I wouldn't yeah. say, like, I, th- I think Indrapilly State School, as we covered on the Indrapilly episode, everyone knows them, if not for the it's fact that they don't wear- well known. They don't wear yeah. school uniforms. Yeah. So we're going to call them an honorary private school. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Something that's going to offend at least a few listeners. Oh, and, and the rest. Um, but yeah, so this, this private school cluster, um, there's a couple of great moments. And it's rare that the press conference, you know, it does carry a lot of stress and anxiety. You're like, oh, there's less cases. I mm. hope it's better news. But every little detail they provide about how it spreads is just hilarious. My favourite, Henry, is that apparently there was some spread at the churchy rugby fields because of a game between Terrace and Grammar. Now, there would be people out there scratching their heads going, why would you play a Terrace-Grammar rugby game at Churchy? Mm. Thus leading to the weird, incestuous junior rugby world (laughs) of playing different schools, different teams when certain schools don't have good enough sides. It's very odd. If you were shit at rugby... There was no rhyme or reason to where you'd be on a Saturday morning. No. As, I, as I said to Joe when we were talking about it the other day, I have had, because I was terrible at rugby, so I'd be down in the Ds, especially yeah. in primary school. So it'd be a case of, hey guys, um, you are the Terrace D Reds. You'll be playing the Villanova Fs yeah. uh, and you'll be doing it at a park at Wynnum. And yeah. it's like, that's a shitty bad drive for both schools. Yeah. That, they would they would sometimes put them in these parks that were inconvenient for everyone. And I often think they put them in parks that were not football grounds. They, they were just really oh. 
ovals or large swathes of land that they're just like, oh, I'll put up some posts. And uh, no, the only good tackles were made by a seesaw <laughs> yeah. that we were tri- that we were tripping <laughs> over. Run over them. Keep it low. Keep, keep it low. Keep it low, guys. They can't run without their uh, saw yeah. that they that they see on. That they but see. yeah, it's it, so. And apparently, it also spread at this weekend rugby thing because uh, I think an infectious grammar student stayed back to watch. I think then the Terrace Churchy game and yeah. joined the tunnel. Now we'll say this. Yes, COVID is a very transmissible disease. I'll tell you what's more transmissible, a bit of school spirit. Yeah. yeah. And, and, even, and even that young kid, maybe he did do the wrong thing by infecting other people at this rugby game, but really good to see, despite allegiance to school, got in the tunnel. Yeah. Now, but I'll also... And those I'll, tunnels, they're packed I'll tight. throw a dirty word at him. I'll lay it at his feet. Campaigning. Yeah. I think I think, I think this year eight grammar student was campaigning. Absolutely. When he, when he Absolutely has a has a twenty twenty four school captaincy or <laughs> vice captaincy in mind, thought, you know what? Also you know what ruins your school captaincy campaign? <laughs> Giving everyone COVID. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a, now, memorable. Memorable. You're gonna be hmm. the, the schools would know like if you were currently a student at one of these schools, you'd like know the people who had it right. Like well, do you reckon a, that rumour would spread? A, oh, there was a story in the Curie Mail the other day about bullying of the kids who have given COVID, like <laughs> cyberbullying. Like they're obviously so at home mean. in quarantine. Some of them in hospital. It's really serious. It's so mean. This is Delta. Like this thing. Oh, this is incredibly serious. We, we, we talk about this jovially because we just think it's funny that private schools get yeah. their comeuppance occasionally. But we do have to point out that a lot of these kids are in hospital and it's very serious yeah. this time around. Oh, I'm Not stopping apparently the bullies getting online. <laughs> like, and oh, being, oh, thanks for like, COVID, oh, we, we used to pick on Jeff because he wore glasses, but here we fucking go. Now and, there's and, actually something. And to, to be fair to these kids, they're probably looking at the adults in society and what the Courier Mail did to that Logan trio and the yeah, way that yeah. people are basically calling Kick for people the, when they're down, calling for, for the heads. heads of anyone who was a border dodger. They're being like, oh well, society's pretty much sanctioned this bullying. Like this yeah. is this is yeah, allowed. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, roll oh, and, and 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 yeah, before we continue to make more jokes about this terrifying strain, let the record reflect: like I'm really scared. Oh yeah, both Henry and I are. In fact, we got our, we got our first vaccines on a Thursday. Yeah, um, I grew I grew about a foot. Mm. Um, became very good at basketball. Yeah, that was good. What were your side effects? Just that same rash. That traditional rash that is brought up every second episode. <laughs> no, 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 I got it. Um, yeah, we, we will say it's it's just just when you think COVID has stopped delivering on a narrative sense, yeah. they come out with like after school karate. Or oh something, my you know. God. And the Ironside Karate School. No, mm. no, it was like a karate school that takes place at Ironside School. Like they really insisted on calling it. Now, COVID, sorry. COVID Kai, as I've been. Uh, oh, that's fun. That's fun. Now, now, I think, let's, you know, let's be responsible here. It's a dojo. Yeah. Let's let's use the, Okay, Stephen Miles, bit culturally offensive. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking dojo. Karate. Okay. Karate, <laughs> karate is, school. There were just so many little instances that were so Brisbane school. It was like uh, one of yeah. the exposure sites was between 6.25pm and 6.55pm in the hallway outside the debating yeah, rooms. Yeah, it's And it's like the number of times I've been in that situation where you're just standing there being like, Oh, this adjudicator's giving a fucking monologue, aren't they? Like, yeah. stand there and be like, "Geez, Selena's going on a bit." Like, there's some <laughs> or, d- some or. year eight debate where the adjudicator's up on their high horse, being like, "Now, here's why you only got thirty for manner." Mm. And and sort but of, the method fabulous. Now your m- now your matter. <laughs> oh, excellent. Now some people say the matter doesn't matter, but I think they're I think they're like <laughs> I think they're wrong. I never said the matter doesn't matter. I said the matter um, matters lots. But you had you know and contact tracing has been a massive part of it. Um, the list of sites are growing. I encourage everyone to look at it every day. I've had some horrendously close calls on some of them. Hence why I actually went and got a COVID test that I'm now waiting for over 48 hours, whatever. Not Joe is, yeah. Joe is. Not complaining. I'm waiting. I haven't been outside. Great for the Longstreet Studios that we can just be in here. Just be in here. Nowhere to go. But um, there was 
quite a funny thing to yeah. pop up on the contact tracing locations. Now, not actually a part of the Delta cluster. No, this or the was intro um, cluster. This was this George is- Thompson. This was the bloke who came up from New South oh, Wales. Did we name him? Yeah, yeah, he was, oh, right. he was all over the media. I, I believe I believe George Thompson, the bloke who came up to yeah. see the air hostess. Yes, that's um, right. Which was just another crazy quirk of it before. Yeah, the, the way that's just fallen into the background. We're like, mm. that's boring. But the karate school, huge. <laughs> that one karate move where you spit into someone else's mouth, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Reflects really badly on the dojo. Oh, gosh. He pulled that breathe in your face. <laughs> just so effectively. <laughs> but we were effectively uh, looking at the contact tracing where this guy had gone. And a lot of people noted, that's strange. He seemed to have gone to three or four different barbers four. at Chermside, I yeah. think it was, within the space of about 10 minutes. Yeah. And everyone said, what this, what's this guy doing? They're getting a little I think bit he, did, he did like Jimmy Rods, Cole Naylor. Tommy Guns. Tommy Guns. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Gregory Pistols. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just these ones. Jack Trim. I think we went to Jackie Trim's. Um, <laughs> which is a sort of culturally insensitive one. It's a... Uh, it's a bit like Ling Ling's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went to Jackie Trim Trim. Yeah. It was pretty inappropriate. Really awful. <laughs> a lot of white barbers. Yeah, really <laughs> insensitive. But, but yeah, everyone was like, okay, that's fucking weird. Did he get four haircuts? Like, what's the story here? But you you have some insight into what this character was up to. Now, not to empathise too much with this man who sent the state to the brink of a lockdown by no. breaking border rules and not cooperating, but Jack and I, on the Saturday, I believe before a lot of this information came to light, it very yeah. may well have been the same day, we walked around Paddington... And we too went to four different barbers in the space of about 15 minutes. And everyone said, yo, why is this guy going to so many barbers? I can absolutely see where he came from because barbers are impossible to get into. Here's the so thing. Is there, is there a barber shortage at the moment, do we think? We have a crisis. a lot of haircuts. We have a crisis. Yes. So for a business that for the most part, and especially people who are maybe earlier in their careers, cannot go to the barber during the week, they don't have that sort of status at work where they can just say, okay, guys, popping off to the barber. So yeah, no, no, nipping off to the barber. So Saturday. I think during my classship, I went off to the barber at lunch. That felt pretty, <laughs> felt pretty alpha. <laughs> I'm sure that was noticed. Yeah, like, he's come back with a different haircut. They're like, geez, he's pretty stressed by this Clark chip. His hair's falling <laughs> he's out. pulling his hair out. Has he lost hair since <laughs> before lunch? What tasks are we giving this guy? Like, most of it was just bloody document discovery. I thought that, that, I thought that bloody research memo wasn't too hard. But it's ruined him. He's gone bald. <laughs> he's going bald. <laughs> um, so, so effectively, Jack and I being Sunday, barbers are closed. Yep. And so Saturday being the day where pretty like, much a large portion- Like post offices. Yeah, like post offices. And also like post offices, not open for long on a Saturday. Most barbers yeah, on a Saturday- Yeah, they're nine to twelves of hay. Mate, like, yeah, nine to 12.30 or one. So we oh, at around 10.30 go to barbers. First one we go to down at the barracks, absolutely full. They're like, it's going to be a three hour that's wait. That's Jimmy Rolls, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's Jimmy yeah, Rolls. Yeah. So that, and we're like, okay, that's, that's fine. James. We get turned away. We go to the moustache up on Paddington, walk in. <laughs> Silly he, name. He looked at us like we barged into his lounge room. We were like, hey, mate. He goes, what are you guys here for? I was like, oh, it'd be a haircut, wouldn't it? And he goes, what the hell are you here? And he, he literally looks at it and goes, a haircut today? Well, do you have a booking? And we said, no, we don't. Not usually. I wouldn't think to book ahead for it. I've barber. never, ever booked a haircut in my life. Yeah, I don't know who's doing that. And I'm I was like, like, a oh. girl getting ready for a semi. I said, no, absolutely not, mate. And then he goes, so you want one today? Mate, we're clogged up till... Three o'clock and we close at one. I was like, that, what? Okay. <laughs> well, you're not. Yeah. Okay. You're clogged so, up to one. So then we leave. Go to another one at the top of Latrobe. Yeah. Same story. We go, hey, mate, do you reckon they'd fit us in today? Jack at this point is like yelling through the doors. Is and this the one? Did you go to- behind that vegan bar. Yeah, behind your vanna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like a union 
flag or like oh, United mate. workers thing next to it. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all because these guys were not working a minute overtime. Nah, this, yeah, was, they, this was a union. I've I've, I've gone into that barber before to go. <laughs> I was busting and I was like, "Is there a toilet around here? Can I borrow your case?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, mate, no worries. Just give them back." Oh, cool. So they're nice separately. Well, they, they were nice of that. They, again, were like, absolutely not coming in here. <laughs> we definitely can't. And I think there was a chance that Jack or I could have got a haircut, but definitely not the double. Yeah. And, and I, we weren't going to abandon each other at this stage. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you did yourself a disservice from a haircut perspective by being a package deal. Because it's, it's yeah. way easier to think, I'll just sneak in one guy 10 minutes than yeah. two. But from a friendship perspective, you did the right thing. Did the right thing. So then I... Um, then we went to a fourth one near Hope and Anger. Same story. They said, oh, mate, no way. We're going to be able to get it done today. Now, this is, I would, I would say, if I was to open a barber shop in the inner city on a Saturday at 8 a.m. till 5, that's the day yep. where you get a, the number of clientele that were being turned away from barbers at this point. So for George Thompson, Mr. COVID, who snuck into the state, yeah. I mean, I don't think he was intentionally- Do you he was trying to get a haircut to look different? So he couldn't be pursued. Well, he used fake check-in information in the check-in. Oh, app. oh so he, he was like name. Jason Borning. You know I'm pretty time. sure he said, um, "Torge Johnson." <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not actually making a joke. This is allegedly. I'm not sure. Allegedly, George allegedly. Johnson. I'm not sure if this is actually. Benry Hess. I thought I read that he basically just swapped. The, he did a spoonerism and just That's tried to change ass. the letters of his name as a way of sneaking in. That's great. But anyway, I just want to point that out that. Barbers, what's going on? And that's probably yeah. why there are so many exposures. Absolutely, not just because everyone's wandering around trying to get a haircut. Uh, They're not just doing that. They're trying, mate. How about loon croissants? Oh, okay. Fucking don't get me started. Yeah, I understand that loon croissants might be very good. Mm. I understand that they've pushed ahead with opening during a lockdown. Can I say? Can I quickly cut in though, mate? Yeah, I've had one in Melbourne. They're not that good. Right, so they're not even that good. Waited forty-five minutes in line. Fucking sure, sure, it's a production. It's like the Burke Street Bakery in Surrey Hills. I was like a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Like any good, I truly think there's a ceiling as to how good a croissant can be. I'm and odds say, are, you've probably had it already. You've probably had one of the best croissants in the world already. I'm going to say this. It's just a mere puff. It's a mere puff pastry. No, that they can true. be the best mere one puff in the world. Mere puffery, mate. Mate, I, I reckon if you gave me a Brumby's Bulimba croissant, I've had them many a time. I've seen them being made. Yep. Beautiful. You're in France for just a moment as yep. it melts in your mouth. Absolutely. Oh, wee wee. Re- revolution, Great. you know. Fluffy, but also crunchy. Be- really beautiful. difficult thing to mix. A- absolutely. Yeah. We I will go on strike. Get a loon croissant, put it next to... Yeah. Put put a Brumby's croissant from Balimba in a box of loon. Get about 800 white girls to line up around the block during yep. the pandemic and no one's going to complain. They're still going to say it's the best croissant in the world. Yep. I couldn't believe it. If I can't believe it. Wait one week. I'm sorry. Wait one week. I mean, similar to me. The amount of people I saw this morning just, you know, going to the markets. Yeah. Oh, it's takeaway food. That's fine. Takeaway. You take it and you go away. It's it's mm. really, you know, I've got no problem. I'm all for the small businesses staying open and offering takeaway. But could Loon not fucking wait a week? I think as like well. Like they knew there would be a line. Yeah. I think as well, like it's um It was a bigger line there than testing sites. When we're being what like when we're being asked to avoid going out if you can, yeah. There's a difference between your groceries or dinner and a and a croissant. And a croissant. That's, I think so. And that's the kind of thing where like they um if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna maybe stretch the limit of what's the correct thing to be doing during a pandemic, yeah. can you maybe resist just putting it all over your social media? That's it. There's not that many armed robbers who are being like, oh, JB high five. Yeah, yeah. Despite despite event Darth and the Police commissioner saying yeah. doing crime is not an excuse to leave the house in lockdown. That it's was my, that was now, my that personal was favourite that was, line from our deputy commissioner. I don't know uh, Steve, Steve, Steve Goldcheski. Yeah. Steve Goldcheski saying, um, "By the way, guys, um, <laughs> just during a lockdown, uh, this is not the time to do crime. 
I'd be like, excuse me, officer, when is the time to do crime? Yeah. He's it's like, the, never, crime is never legal, he's right? He's like, the That's- annual purge is exactly <laughs> when, when the purge happened. We all know the purge movies. Yeah, we've we've been watching a lot of the purge in lockdown. It's it's great. Yeah, it's if, it's, if we're still in lockdown dumb. when you hear this, get around the purge. Yeah, you're going to love the purge. Um, Final thing, uh, the Longstreet Studios. We're loving them. It's a great house. Great place to be locked Turns down. out, not so great neighbours. Uh, we have on fucking, this podcast. Fucking spare me. You have a loud voice, and society is built around silencing you. And I and I mean that. And and I mean like Joe that, Rogan on his podcast. Uh, Joe, another Joe with a podcast has been silenced been, again. I'm being silenced by the police, mm-hmm. by neighbours. You know, daring to threat. I mean, I genuinely think threatening housing security and lockdown is fucking gutless. Yeah, where are let's the, give them some context. Where are the tenants' rights? We spoke about the night workers on our past podcast. We talked about Nige on the last podcast, our neighbours at the Caxton Street Studios. Yep. We thought we had dream neighbours here. That's why I haven't really heard them mentioned on our podcast. Yeah, we thought, I mean, the house next door, we think are like share yeah. house girls, similar age. And mm. I, think, I think there's some families, but everyone just seems to keep to themselves. Good, and, good long street vibe. And worth mentioning that I have seen a lot of coverage in the media about neighbours being a bit testy as there are over 10,000 people in isolation at the moment. Yeah, sometimes people are going to play some music. They're just trying to get through. Let oh, them. is that is the testiness like that thing of mm. can you shut your windows when shut you your, your wind- kid goes to grammar? All that stuff, yeah. yeah. And it's like... A okay, stench of elitism. Here's one. If someone wants can to you- play a slightly loud game of beer pong with their housemates just to get through this lockdown, let them do it. At let them 6.30 on che- a Sunday. Or cheer on the Olympics. Because set. when we've got friggin' Pete Bowl running... Absolutely, we're maybe yeah. getting a bit of noise late at night. We've got Zach Stubble T. Cook, gold medalist. Yeah. What a man. We're in lockdown. You Imagine got- getting an interview with him. Oh, exactly. <laughs> what would that be like? <laughs> you got all day to sleep. So just like bloody do it then. Fucking hell. But essentially like we, yeah, we got this email. Um, from thought- uh, from nameless real estate agent, yeah. um, property um, manager, basically just relaying that there has been multiple complaints apparently made by multiple neighbours about our behaviour mm. here at, at, at 7 Long Street. Had a tense phone call. I'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> that was the address. There you go. Here at our house. Um, just wanted to quickly, because there's a way that we like interpreting news through this, is uh, we wanted to do a fuck, marry, kill of the complaints that we received from the real estate agent. Now, there are, in fact, four options. Yep. So much to Joe's celebration, yep. the fourth option that we will have is... In a sexless marriage. Sexless marriage. So we will use my... Important option. option. We will interpret my correct and rational understanding of marriage in these situations to be a marriage with sex and all. But now there will be the fourth option of in a sexless marriage where you do not get to F. Those playing along at home, Henry doesn't recognise the validity of asexual marriages. (laughs) What a cruel, cruel man. So, (laughs) Just written down, cruel man, a- underlined. Asexual marriages. So, yeah, we received four complaints. Here they are. Read them out. And and I just want to say quickly, they're all untrue. They they're have, actually all untrue. They are blatant untruths. Constant parties. No. Is one. Yelling at 2am to 4am is the no. second one. Third, there is a fire pit in the carport, concern of damage being caused. And the fourth one is extra people living in the property. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with kill. I think kill constant party. I'm going to kill constant party. I don't care about constant party. Like, that's, I want to see it dead. There is an argument where it's like, that would be the one that you fuck. But I think because it's no. like, oh, a party. Because yelling 2am to 4am is looser than a constant party. Oh, that's kind of. No, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna kill yelling at 2am to 4am. Because okay. I think that's more annoying than a constant party. I'm going to kill constant party. Okay. 
I'm killing yelling at 2am to 4am. Yeah. Okay. So right. I'm going to, let's move to marry. I'm going to marry extra people living in the property. Me too. I think. Is this marriage not the sexless this marriage? Is, this, this is marriage is, with sex. Um, this is sort of the yeah. zenith. Yeah. Extra people living in the property. Just when we read this, like, <laughs> did they think that we've got another 20 mates living on fucking sleeping bags on the floor downstairs? Like Our, our real estate agent acting like Christoph Waltz's character at the beginning <laughs> of Inglorious <laughs> Bastards and we're just some nice French farmers here trying to help yeah, out. Yeah, who are you hiding downstairs? Yeah. No one. There are girlfriends underneath your floorboards, aren't there? Yeah, Sylvia's down there because Joe lives downstairs. I live in the downstairs rooms. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. All right. Um, what are you going to fuck? I'm going to say fire pit in the carport. I'm probably going to fuck the fire pit in the carport yeah. as well. That's yeah. so dangerous. That's so dangerous. Like the accusation is, but also like, where are we parking our cars? Yeah, where would our cars go? Like, okay, full credit. We have a fire pit. We've mm. used it once. Yeah. And it was- And it's in the backyard. Like Saturday. Clearly the backyard. Which, it's is, fully, now, which is fully legal. It's also now like soaked in water and stuff. It's basically a little dam. Because mm. again, I can't stress enough, we've used it once. It's a bird bath. It is a dam. Um, which leaves sexless marriage yelling 2am to 4am. And I'm having a sexless marriage with constant parties. Yeah. Which I don't think feels right. But I guess it's a fun party with like... No, I the, think that's really weird. I think it's fun. It's a fun... I think, I think you've got it wrong. It's a friendship party. <laughs> I think you've got... No, I'm in a sexless marriage where I'm like, oh, I might not want to have sex with you, but God, I'd oh, love party to spend all the time, all yeah. the time just having a party. You don't, you don't often want to See, have sex See, in my, mind, in my mind, the sexless marriage isn't particularly enjoyable, hence yelling 2am to 4am. Nah, you're yelling, so you, you're like, how annoyed are we that our marriage is sexless? So you think the only enjoyable thing about marriage is sex? Wow. Because without, I mean, you don't think a marriage is valid if it doesn't have sex. So it's not well. It's in sort of exactly what you said. I jotted, med- I jotted med- it down, and I wrote "cruel man." In medieval times, as per Game of Thrones, if you don't, uh, it's not history. Well, it's a fantasy, fantasy series. Very much in medieval times, as per Game of Thrones, there were dragons. But you have to consummate to you. If you don't consummate the marriage, it's not real. So I'm not. Maybe I'm just going off Game of Thrones law, mate. When I say <laughs> terrible that, thing I to go off. Well, There's a lot of crook shit in that show, Henry. I don't think you want to be like. Trial by combat. Let's do it right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, let's <laughs> trial by verbal combat. Let's <laughs> spar. But yeah, um, basically, long and short of it is, if uh, if you basically make noise complaints to a real estate agent during a pandemic, you're a loser. Yeah, hundred percent. I actually have, you, and to be honest, if you make noise complaints, full stop, you're a bit of a loser as well. Bit of a loser, uh, particularly to a real estate agent because that threatens the security of yeah. someone's housing. They said they were like, now, now we're cre- going to have to get the police involved. I was like, please, please. do, because the police came over at six p.m. last Sunday yeah. when we were playing beer pong on the deck. And we're clearly annoyed to be there and apologise to us. As so happens. Like, clearly nothing is wrong here. Oh, the, the, you know, not to support the cops, but the one good thing is when the police called on a noise complaint, they come and adjudicate. They go, there either is noise or there isn't. Mm. These guys rocked up and they were like, well, there's no noise. Why yeah. are we here? 100%. So, didn't even get out of the car, really. One of them just chilled in the van. I know, didn't get out. So um, good, good way to spend it. All right, that. moving to one of the great pre-lockdown triumphs. Oh, Something yeah. that we snuck in only two days before lockdown. Thank you so much to all the Unpakistanis, all the legends, all the beautiful people at the Mangroves album launch at Felons. It was one of the best nights of my life. It was an incredible vibe in the room. There were over 500 people there singing along to all the songs, having a great big party. And I'm so happy we got that in before lockdown because that, that has carried me through the wave of positive energy. Yeah, we got away with one there. Very exciting, humbling. Um, hopefully it's something you remember as a a very Brisbane night, and yeah, we were there absolutely. in the we were there at Felons in the shadow of the Story Bridge as we sung about the Story Bridge and the city that it's part of. So very very humbled and, and honoured to have so many of you there having a good time. Thanks to Bluey who came on stage. Yeah. Thanks to Nelson's dad Danny who played the violin for a part of it. Get on um get on our Instagram and look at some of the photos. It, it just was, it, it was a crazy. And if you weren't fantastic. there. 
fucking get a ticket to the next one. It'll be mm. bigger. It'll be better. You know, I don't know where we go from 500 people at Felons, but, gee, Suncorp Stadium's beckoning. Yeah. Surely. You have Big to. arena spectacular. No crowds, though, because it'll still yeah, be... Yeah, no, 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 well, no, We're in an NRL-style bubble, the Mangrove, so yeah. the Mangrove's bubble will uh, we'll play to we're no on level, crowds. We're on level four biosecurity protocols, and uh, none mm. of us can actually touch our instruments, so it's all it's all lip-synced. Yeah. It's all fake. And there'll be no dancers. We goose them. Goose suits. That's it. Um, the bass sounded good. Bass and sounded great. Because we got sounded new- really fresh. Yeah. Sounded uh, different. Now, as listeners would know, I... Uh, I do not play the bass proficiently. It's something that I've learned for the band and not so much the playing of the bass now because I'm getting a little more comfortable with that. Oh, definitely. But it's the language of the music world and yeah. the customs of the music world that's surrounding it that now make me I would, I would say you can play the bass, but you have absolutely no idea how it works. Can't speak music. Or what it is. Like, like not at all. you don't know what it means when you play it, but you play it ex- like quite well, mm. which is quite fascinating. It's a guy who feels music. That's it. It's, 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 it's all vibes. It's very much so like that. Yeah. And it's the nerds who decided to apply language to music and write stuff down. Really, it's all about just... Kind of, it's all about connecting with someone in the audience yeah. and just looking into their eyes and the only reason, tapping those strings. The only reasons those nerds made sheet music is so that people could play it and they could call the real estate agent on them. They're yeah, just the kind nerds. of people. They're the nerds who just want to bait you into a noise complaints, really. So essentially, um, I had to get the bass restringed before this gig, so yeah. it sounded nice and good for our very special felons gig. So I went to the Paddington Guitar shop and I was scared I'm not too you know not too proud to admit it I was scared oh I'm scared of music shops it's terrifying and anyone listening here who plays music knows that guitar shop uh, staff are the biggest dickheads in the world by and large absolutely intimidation so I went in and uh, my strategy going in was I'm not going to admit that it's my bass because I don't even I can't even speak bass I think I called it Oh yeah, it's a Fender bass. I think Fender's just a different type of guitar. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was an amp. Yeah, it's an Epiphone bass. Yeah, it's, mm. so and, and what's it's written on it as well. Like oh. you can, you even look at it. I could have. Well, again, I can't read. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't read anything to do. With oh, I can't read. I forget how to read. <laughs> you go on like Apple Music and you're like, I don't know what any of these albums are called. I can't read guy. music. So then I effectively was like, Oh, it's a mate of mine's bass. Very smart. Very strategic. I was like, Yeah, I just borrow it from him and I'm doing him a favor. And I was like. I need to get this restringed. And they go, we don't have the right strings for this bass. I was like, that's cool. And they go, we'll order them in. They'll be here in a couple of days. So this is like the week before the gig, yeah. so it's all good. Gets to the Saturday. Now, now also, clearly I think that they've taken advantage of the fact that you don't know much about the bass. 100%. And have gone, let's try and sell him some really expensive strings and get them in. Because bullshit, they didn't have some bass strings there. Yeah. Like so there would have been something. They order what is going to be some over $100 strings. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's that is what it is. So we go to the, the next Saturday and they haven't arrived yet. So I go back to the guitar shop. I'm like, hey, any luck with those strings? And they go, nah, mate, they're not here. It could be mid next week. Now the gig's on Thursday. I'm starting to get a bit worried. So at that point, Nelson steps in and he's like, I'm going to a different shop today, a music shop, and he buys me some new bass strings. Yeah. Puts me in a tricky situation come the Monday because I still need to get these strings done. The Paddington Guitar Shop is just down the road. It's the easiest place to go get it done. So I walk in, drop it off. And luckily, the main guy I've been dealing with isn't there. So I just give to this kid working there, essentially. I go, hey, mate, really sorry. I've got some bass strings ordered in. It's taken a bit long. So we got the strings from another store, but I would still like you guys to do the act of restringing yeah. it. Because, I because you do not know how to do it. I do not know how to do and it. And also, for people not musically versed, it can be quite dangerous restringing your bass. They are really thick strings and they're really tight. If one of them slips, it can like... You have more... I think t- I heard, yeah. like, I think you can take a hand off doing it. Like, if you do it badly wrong or like you know 
It's a massive bruise. You have more chance of dying from restringing your base than you do from clots with the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah, yeah. That's the high risk. Now, if you are restringing your base while getting the AstraZeneca vaccine, that's just stupid. Yeah. That's just fucking dumb. Don't do that. Don't do that. So effectively, I go back in to collect the shrink base and it's the same guy who I've been dealing with originally there. Yeah. And he is filthy. And I get a Sprite. I'm talking, yeah. he goes, mate, we ordered in these base strings from Perth for you. Now I've got to freaking flog them off. I paid all this money to get these strings and now you're not even going to buy them. What what the fuck's going on? And these aren't even the right strings that we've put on it. These strings that you went and sourced yourself, they're fucked. I'm terrified. I don't even know how to speak strings. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I just look him in the dead in the eye and I'm like, yeah, mate, what happened was um, my mate's dad has come over on Sunday and he goes, I specifically want these strings. And I was like, oh, but I've ordered strings for you through the Paddington store. And he goes, no, nah, mate, these are the special strings. I need them. And the guy at the shop is looking at me and I just go, mate, fucking idiot. Like, doesn't know anything about music. And then he's like- So you make up a fictional guy and then criticise him. I reckon for about 10 minutes, we were bagging the musical knowledge of a man who does not exist. He's like, so this guy comes over with these strings and just stuffs you around and yeah. like says these need to be the one. I'm like, yeah, mate, it, absolute idiot. Doesn't know anything about it. I swear to God, the guy, guy thinks he's flea from the Chili Peppers coming in here. Thinks he knows Naming shit. the one He doesn't know shit know. about this Fender bass. And a, yeah, this guy thinks he's flea or Sting uh, or yeah. John Lennon. No, no, no uh, Paul McCartney. Thundercat. <laughs> I'm just naming people, I think. Steve Lacey probably this, could play the this, bass. This guy thinks he's frigging David Guetta over here <laughs> with his bass. Probably knows how to play the bass. Right, but this, this, this think a, about it. Avicii guy over here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I managed to, I think, win the guitar shop back. Yeah. over in my mangroves pursuits by right. uh, trashing the reputation of this dumb dad yeah. who doesn't know anything about bass. That's effectively it. So yeah. that's why we got So if you, if you match the description of this made-up dumb dad that Henry created, don't go to the guitar shop in Paddington yeah. anytime soon. Please don't. Stay out of it, Red. Uh, one last thing from this housekeeping, Henry, before we finally get into Oxley. Oh. Uh, nothing. <laughs> the last thing is that it's a long housekeeping, but it's going to be a great episode. Let's look at Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Now, I know you did a lot of the research here, but I'm still going to ask you the population. I didn't actually say it. Oh, what do you think it is? I can honestly say I didn't say it. Um, oh, it's that southwest, so it's a bit spread out. 6,500? Nah, 8,336. Yeah. Bigger than I thought. Bigger than I thought. Oh, I've, I've got a bad... I was in the right headspace by yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not small. No, no. I've got I've got a totally bad grip, both geographically, size-wise, suburb-wise, of really as soon as you get past Chelmer for mine, I'm, uh, I'm lost. Durak? What the fuck's that? Well, we'll, Corinda? Well, we'll come, come to, on. We'll come to Durak. Okay. First things first is John Oxley. We yeah. have to deal with him. Now, I've got to admit, I did about subtotal three minutes of research into John Oxley and got real confused. He has a long, long history, but essentially John Joseph William Molesworth Oxley, I'll say it again, John Joseph William Molesworth Oxy, known to his mates as Moley, um, or <laughs> JJWMO. Really- yeah. Like Wait, being, JJ, intru- WMI. being introduced to a group of guys and you go, yeah, yeah, just the fellas. You got John, Joseph, oh, William, Molesworth, Oxley. <laughs> I love that he's chosen the three it's white like, guy names like and then gone, a, we need like, to mix this up. It's like when you write a sketch and one character has a clearly more ridiculous name. It's like, yeah, Tom, Chris, Harry, Bartholomew. <laughs> Can we, um? you should name your son Molesworth, Dwyer. Molesworth. <laughs> no, I'll call him, I'll call him Joseph William Molesworth, Dwyer. Yeah. Over your so, hero. So, so he can be called Joey Jr. if he wants, but also he can go by Molesworth. I'd love to see Molly. Um, so essentially that guy was an explorer and surveyor of Australia in the early period of British colonisation. I love that the early colonisers get away with explorer. 
And surveyor. It sounds so innocuous. It's I'm just here with a map and no, a pencil. No, nothing. Looking sim- at the land. Simply exploring. Coexisting no. peacefully with the indigenous peoples. Absolutely. Don't worry here. I'm simply exploring this blade. Surveying my own morality as I sharpen my musket. Um, no worries. Not a worry here, friends. Getting 1784 to 1828. Nothing to see here. Perfectly the- normal period of time in history. Back to the boat. So essentially, that guy, um, yeah. and we did have messages in saying, where did he land? Because there is a monument to John Oxley oh, is that I believe is out at Redcliffe. Um, no. So there's, it's no. erected at, the, at Redcliffe. I mean, he, I'm sure he didn't land. He wasn't going down Oxley Creek and just conveniently stopped at Oxley. Well, he got, he got to the Redcliffe first. So in 1823, John Oxley, on instructions from Governor Brisbane, which I love. Cool. I'd love to get a jacket, like a suede jacket <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with Governor, Governor Brisbane. Brisbane on the back. Um was sent to find a f- suitable place for a northern convict outpost. So Oxley's recommendation was that Redcliffe Point was chosen for the penal colony. Um, and he chose it there because there was you know, fresh water, fertile soil, plenty of timber, a lot yeah. of... Um, yeah. So they could build all the stuff. Hits. All the hits. Um, but basically, Oxley sailed 80 kilometres up the Brisbane River and then brought all these convicts and whatnot to Redcliffe there. But then apparently they were going all right. And then one guy named Felix O'Neill died. And then there were indigenous uh, attacks and then hordes of mosquitoes and a lack of safe anchorage facilities. So then they that led to the settlement being moved in the middle of 1825 from Redcliffe to the banks of the Brisbane River. So while John Oxley landed at Redcliffe, eventually I believe he progressed a little yep. deeper into the Brisbane River, which I think is where Oxley happened. Good um, on him. Effectively, they just gave up their home because they went, oh, mosquitoes, no thanks. Um which, and 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 other and clearly went to a suburb that they viewed as less mosquito risk. But then yeah, so he he went around, and then I'm just going into his Wikipedia. Yeah, so his 1823 expedition to the Brisbane River is when he set up all these colonies and whatnot. Right. Um. But it does yeah look like he got uh, pushed out effectively. So okay. to answer to answer that question that was put in, um, not overly interesting, but no. that's what that was. So no, I mean, t- like like really, all you had to be was there's a there's a great movie called Margin Call. Oh. Um. And, and, you know, Jeremy Irons has this quote about how you get ahead in life or in business or something. And he's like, you either have to be first, be smarter, or cheat. And I feel oh. like all the colonisers were like, well, we could just be first. Yeah. So they're all clearly desperately uninteresting English dudes who are racist and horrible. Mm. But just because they're here first, it's like, oh, I have a suburb named after you, have a monument and everything. Like, you know, you're not you're not actually really worth much to us, no. John, but uh, not bad anyway. Yeah, I feel like so, every, every flog got one. So geographically. Oxley, yeah. bounded to the north by the Brisbane River and Oxley Creek. That would have been weird for him coming along Oxley Creek and being like, why is it called that? Mm. It's a bit, bit bloody suspicious. This, am I? Do I play a part like, here? Hang on. Why is it called Oxley now, Creek? I haven't seen Tenet, but surely this bears some similarities. Um, in the east, the environment is shaped by floodplains, which experience major flooding and flash flooding. Western parts of the suburb are characterised by rolling hills with clay-laden soils. So already we got a right side, wrong side of the track division in Oxley. Yeah. Which I think is true of most of those Western suburbs. Like even Graceville's got, as we've discussed, a wrong side of the track. Yeah. Um I didn't yeah, know I didn't know it flooded out there. Well oh mate, it's wetlands. That's the oh, I guess as, it's next to a creek. As we yeah. will come to, it's the most uh, prone to flooding. Um oh, so horrible. just wanted to go through this Wikipedia and give you a little idea of how much they provide random details. Yeah. Oxley also contains a lawn bowls club. The Canossa Private Hospital, the Queensland Police Services Training Academy, two highway motels, a war memorial, post office, mosque, and a few churches. So they're ultra specific until they get to the churches. I mean, and, and, just, that, and that's specific, but then they go on with it. They keep going. 
Stores include an Aldi, an Aldi supermarket, a smaller Food Works grocery store, and a McDonald's restaurant. Oh, fuck off with your restaurant. I was loving no, it. Oh, that's love so funny. McDonald's restaurant. McDonald's restaurant. Retailers with outlets in Oxley include Harvey Norman. Uh, bit of job, yeah. bit of job keeper money there. Yeah. Bunnings Warehouse. Good on them. Keep them open during lockdown. Office Works. Yep. Super Amart. Yep. The Good Guys. And there is a first choice liquor store. So at this point, just, I've okay. never seen a Wikipedia that is I mean, individually named the chain store. Oh, I've, I've never seen a Wikipedia so detailed. But I mean, my only question, like if I was driving through Oxley and I needed to get some petrol, you know, if my car was running light, like what would I do? <laughs> I, I provide you an answer now, ah. dear friend. The suburb has two petrol service stations and a few landscaping material supplies in the western parts. With a well, no, I was going to ask this because you know often mm. I'm needing a lot of clay, and yeah. you can get a supply, but it's not. It can be difficult to access. So, right. does the Wikipedia page have any insight? In fact, it does. With an early access, easily, easily accessed supply of clay in the area. Uh-huh. Oh, I actually like this bit. BGH Bricks and Pavers has one of two Queensland production plants located. Oh, that's here. cool. That listen, ties back into the clay we we heard about earlier. Yeah. Now listen to this. The Station Oxley Shopping Centre is located at 133 Station Road. It also contains... Okay, da-da-da-da-da, they got one. So, the former Austral Bricks Quarry site in Douglas Street, as well as two other plots of vacant land in the area, have been converted to residential estates. So, providing significant housing to a region and growing city where strong demand is not being met by supply. So the quarry was originally owned by Britain Bricks. For many years, the site was brickworks, sourcing clay directly from adjacent pits. But after production stopped, the kiln stack remained intact. So during the mid-1990s, the tall structure was removed as it was attracting lightning strikes. Okay, that's very cool. So they had this huge tall structure at the brickworks that they had to take down because it was getting too much lightning. So... If you're in Oxley in like 91, mm. you're like, yeah, great suburb, really enjoy my life here. Uh, I could flood every second year. And if there's a flood, there could also be some lightning that's attracted and everyone's electrocuted. Think about that. Floods. So it's a real high tense yeah. suburb going around. Everyone being like, thank God there's a Harvey Norman to calm us all down. It was essentially- We could be bloody electrocuted. It was an extreme sport living yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> if, it, if it flooded at the same time as lightning, which you have to imagine happens fairly often because the yeah. storms and floods are fairly closely associated. Bloody witching- it's like a bathtub with a toaster in it. The whole suburb of Oxley, isn't it? Yeah. If there's right. a flood coming up, bing, hits the brickworks. Bing, bang, boom. Bang, zap. Bip. And that's probably where the majority of uh, superheroes come from in Brisbane. You yeah, can imagine yeah, yeah. someone living, like someone yeah, brown- to escape the flood is like, da 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 Climb up to the kiln. Quickly, up the kiln of the brickworks, But they're still soaking wet from the flood. Zapped by the lightning. And they become the ibis. Oh, I was going to say Brick, so, brick Man. Trying to think of the most dog shit Brisbane superheroes of the Brown Snake Man. Well, if he's in the Brickworks, I like the idea that like the thing in Fantastic Four, he's like a huge brick. Oh, that's fun. He's like, you know, I wonder like how- Swamp Thing. And what's fun, actually, Oxley's quite near um, Anala, which we owe another great Brisbane superhero to. Mm. Anastasia Palaszczuk. Oh, great. Yeah, so true. Although she actually lives in Oxley. so Real, real superhero. As we will come as, to. As we will come to. Um, I like this Docks. One. Docks the Premier. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be doxxed. Uh, <laughs> the first hotel in Oxley was built in 1860, close to Oxley Creek, well, on a rise if, near Factory Road. I wonder Road. if they had to have accommodation or whether that's just yeah. some sort of bullshit theory. I'm going to say this one probably <laughs> It probably did. In the early days, yeah. I reckon, pub, pub and accommodation, one of the mm. same. Um, but it attracted other businesses to the area and provided refreshments for travellers between Brisbane and Ipswich. Now I've driven from Brisbane to Ipswich. I don't know if you really... like. I guess it would have taken a lot Ooh. longer back then. When it was but surely a horse was more than like, yeah, it's a weird amount of time where it's uh, like, 
Um, oh, surely it would have been a train and like a reasonably long train ride. I don't know what year is it. No, 18, 1860. I don't know. No, that's where their trains go. That's, that's, that's horse. horse. I think that's horse areas. How long would a horse take to go from Brisbane to Whipswich? Would it be like a day? Do we think a horse is quicker than a bike? I'd say they're comparable speeds, right? No, I think a horse would be slower. Really? Because they're not like Melbourne Cup galloping. These things are trotting. This is like a carriage. Okay, well, keep reading about the Oxley Hotel. I'm going to figure this out. Okay. Why would you compare it? Oh, because people can ride from Brisbane to Whipswich. Because I'm thinking I could ride from Brisbane to Whipswich like now. How long would that take? Uh, an hour or two. Would you wear a mask? Would you be huffing yeah, and puffing? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, be vigorous. Absolutely. No, you don't need a mask then if, you, if you're no, huffing no, and puffing. No, so true. If you find it too easy. Um, but the hotel soon gained. So this is the, the Oxley Creek Hotel. Um, oh, okay. To clarify, it takes eight hours to walk from Brisbane to Ipswich. Okay. So, so horses- a horse, I reckon four hour journey, at which point, perfect to stop for a refreshment. Yeah, okay. That's Get fair. on the horse, 10 a.m. in the morning, refreshment, 12.30. You're in Brisbane by like three. I keep, I'm having a knock at these people. I drive to Cooper and I'll stop at Macca's. To get, a fro- yeah, to get a frozen yeah, yeah. coke. Yeah, I get refreshments yeah. if I drive outside of Paddington. I think refresh. I think <laughs> yeah, most, most car trips I do are an excuse for a refreshment. <laughs> for a refreshment along That's all the way. I yeah. That's all I'm thinking of. It's a great point. The hotel soon gained a reputation as a venue where drinking and dancing occurred well into the morning hours. Fuck yeah. How cool is that? So you basically pull up your fucking horse. You go, oh, I'm just getting, I'll be in Br- oh, just, just getting a refreshment. refreshment. Just a refreshment, folks. I'll be, I'll be in Ipswich in about two hours. Don't worry, guys. We'll be trotting soon. As if. Come Morning on, wrap it around. Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. It's like if you went to Macca's for like, yeah, I'll just get a McFlurry on, on the way home mm. and spent 14 hours there. Sorry, I got dragged into the party. So room. Grimace was, uh, he offered me some K and it was fucking <laughs> mental, man. Um, but the hotel was moved several times due to flooding, which was not a deterrent to the licensee. By 1892, a brick hotel had been built on the corner of Oxley Road and Ipswich Road and the site of a public bar still open today. Now, I like this next point because it kind of is related to the fact that they weren't deterred by the flooding. The 1893 Brisbane flood halted housing construction in the lower parts of Oxley for many years. Now, I want to make this point. They were still building Oxley as a suburb when they had to stop doing so because of a huge flood. At no point did anyone think, Let's should go we, somewhere else. Should we move this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, we all had a lot of fun at that that pub where we danced uh, until the early mornings. <laughs> Probably doesn't make a lot of sense for any of the other buildings to be here, guys. What and do we say? And if we weren't on a floodplain, would we really be open till 5 a.m.? Like, that'd probably make us turn the music down a bit. Yeah, fucking we, yeah. yeah. So I, I quite like that, yeah. um, the idea that they had very, very fair warning about the fact that this could be a flood risk and just said, no, nah, don't worry about it. It's like if we started this podcast and someone told us like straight away, like, oh, someone else has done that idea. It's terrible. It's going to be a failure. And we're like, oh, we already, yeah, halfway, halfway along. I mean, most podcasts. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, but not ours. Not ours. No one has dared to talk about Brisbane in podcast history. Kel Anderson is a friend of the show and a keen un-Pakistani. And on the flooding point, his mum has a saying She uh, when he's looking at properties and whatnot. says, Kel, don't buy an Oxley. If a cat pees, Oxley floods. <laughs> I think so. That's great. I didn't know. I, mean, I love the idea of just sitting at home and you're just cat pissed. Yeah. Like, oh, like, hey, oh, oh Jesus. Mr. Bigglesworth. All right, guys, move all the amps from downstairs. Oh. Get your books out. Move the kids' photo albums. It was always annoying that Andrew Lloyd Webber cut that sequence in Cats where a cat did a pee and then um, <laughs> led, to, led to a few deaths in Oxley. Buster for Jones <laughs> flooded the pub. <laughs> and they all say, oh, well, I never was there ever. A cat so dangerous and... Beneficial for Suncorp Insurance as, as Mr. Mistopheles. Pistopheles. Pistopheles. Mr. Pistopheles. I like the idea. He can, your house can be perfectly dry. <laughs> and He'll piss can, right out of his dick. 
And just when you thought you needed a broom, a tinny floats in your lounge room. <laughs> and they all, anyway. And they 19, all said. By 1904, the bacon factory, yeah. as it was locally known. Bacon is in the meat, um, not baking. But it was produced not only bacon, but cheese, ham, and other small goods. I just like the idea of the Thank bacon you. factory. It sounds like an insult that a primary school person would Says throw to a fat guy. Oh, after the bacon factory. That's it. I reckon, I'm, I reckon Jack might be hearing a bit of bacon factory oh, chat tonight. Oh, so, you're after the bacon. Calling, calling his bedroom the bacon factory. Meet them at the bacon yeah. factory. Um, yeah. Is that all we got for the history of Oxley? A the very, a very, very detailed, very historic suburb. Mm. But what is it like in contemporary Brisbane or contemporary Oxley? Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Contemporary Oxley, Hen. I don't personally have a lot, but thanks to all the Unpacked Starnies because I thought the feedback and the, and the writing in was insane. It was excellent. And I have to say this, some of the takes we got are divisive. It seems that there Absolutely. are, and probably more so than a lot of other suburbs we see, usually there's a fairly a consensus common position. consensus yeah. position on a, on a Paddington or a Cooper or whatnot. But this one is divisive. So a lot of people wrote in basically saying it's just another suburb that's built around its train station and nothing else. It's boring. So people literally said it's got a Bunnings and nothing else. It's the most boring suburb in Brisbane. Don't even worry about it. Nothing happens here. Shit place. But then there were other thoughts. So like there were people who said it's the last stop before it gets there. This is a direct quote. The last stop before Darrow on the train. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, I think it's not a bit to, cruel to be classes. Not, not, not to chuck too much at the, the outer suburbs, doing a great job, but um, that, that's basically some people are saying, yeah, it's kind of the last stop where you're still in like semi-Brisbane, I suppose, and then you start to get out Ipswich Way, which was um, sort of uh, used as an insult in some of the messages we had. Uh, it is um, so, so some people said it's the most humble southwest suburb. It's not trying to be Corinda, but it's better than Durak or Anala. Now, Jack <laughs> wrote in, who's a friend of the show and a keen Pakistani, he said... We are not a shitty Corinda. Corinda is an uppity us. Now, there must be a beef yeah. that no one else in Brisbane knows or particularly cares about between Corinda <laughs> and Oxley. That yeah, I did uh, not know about. In separate messages, people are saying, well, it's not trying to be Corinda. No, no, no. Corinda's the yuppie version of us. I don't necessarily think of Corinda as a go-to no, yuppie suburb. This is what I was going to say. Like, I'm sorry for everyone living in Corinda. I don't think of like, oh, Corinda's the uppity version of Oxley. I hate to say it. I view Corinda and Oxley as almost the exact same suburb. Right. I had to admit this as the host of a podcast suburb, a suburb podcast. What? What's Corinda? Where? In, what's even in that? I don't even know. I don't know much Actually, about Corinda admittedly, at all. family friend of ours has one of the nicest houses I've ever been to, and I think it's in Corinda. Eh. But there are like, but it's it's just a big house with a tennis corner pool. Like, there's that shit. And, oh, that know. does sound like an uppity Oxley. It is uppity. But is that Oxley? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm with you. It, it, I love, one of the things I actually love most about this podcast is unearthing these stupid little rivalries or divisions that everyone else gives zero shits about. Which I love. I, I absolutely love the idea that now, like, uh, is, who, there, is there a rugby match each year? Who I want to know more about- Who do we think has the chip on the shoulder? Does Corinda have the chip on the shoulder about, no, no, we're better than Oxley? Or does Oxley have the chip on the shoulder about, no, no, we're basically Corinda? I think- Because in Ashgrove, the gap, the Ashgrovians are, one, are the ones with the chips on their shoulder. I think most people in the gap are somewhat accepting- of the gaps, the gap. I think that's what most people try to do. The people in Ashgrove try to take the chip from their shoulder, have a little nibble, and then put it on the shoulder of an yeah. unsuspecting yeah. gap. Take resident. the honey soy chicken chip. Mm. It's delicious. It's yeah. salty. Oh, Fantastic. It's, it's all over my sleeve, man. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Because I don't think... What I'm getting from here, 
and we haven't done Corinda as a suburb, so it's unfair. No, it's to actually make a it's final genuinely judgment. hard. I, I, not knowing Corinda makes it hard because, as well, the train line goes Indro, Chelmer, Graceville, Sherwood. Sure, great. Corinda, Oxley, Dara, Wacol. Right. So some people think Oxley is the last stop. Yeah. But some Corinda rights would view Corinda as the last as stop. As the last stop. So we'll, yeah. well, we'll very soon have to do Corinda yeah, we'll and see if Corinda. the feedback we get is, ah, fuck Oxley, hell on earth. Yeah, or we, whether they just don't mention it. We had another view come in from Jacob. Now, this might add to the debate. He has brought Graceful into the mix. He says, if Graceful was Rohan and Rock Lee was Mordor, Oxley would be the shithole divide. Now, talk me through this. You're the bigger Lord of the Rings fan here. Mm, yeah, that's, he's an go idiot. Back to, go he's back wrong. To- he's wrong. <laughs> It's wrong. I Gone. wish I wish you guys could see Joe's face. <laughs> it's sheer anger. It's, it's, it's like someone's just stolen his girlfriend. <laughs> he's gone red. He's an absolute idiot. He looks like an orc. Uh, there's no shithole divide. Gondor is the suburb mean- that is closer to Mordor. I think what he might mean is if Oxley is... Minas Tirith? Gondor. And yeah, like Minas Tirith. Because Minas Tirith is really, really close to Mordor. Yeah, that's And that's where the shithole divide is, is between Gondor and there. Rohan are these... Rolling planes of horse lords <laughs> that are that are absolutely nowhere near Mordor. It's insane. Um, yeah, oh. I don't know. Like, I, I reckon. Yeah, Graceville. Graceville has like, a massive Gondor vibe. Like Minas Tirith is, mm. you know, uh, three girls skipping. I yeah. actually, I hope he meant that. I think he might have meant that. No, I think I think he means Rockley is Mordor. Yeah, Graceville is Minas Tirith. And then where they have that battle on the fields in between yeah. them, he's saying is Oxley, which I didn't really see as a shithole. No, I, I, think, no, I think he means like outside Mordor, like where they confront the mouth of Sauron. Oh, that, I think he says that. Is that, that, is that a shithole? It's just like a plane, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a shithole because there's almost, orcs there. It's a shithole because <laughs> like, fucking Sauron's there, okay? Like it's not If you went to the nicest bad. place on earth, if you went to like, I don't know, Manhattan in the autumn, <laughs> filled it with orcs. I reckon people would be like, oh, it's be terrible. a bit yeah. of a shithole, isn't it? Oh, a bit of a shithole, oh, really. Manhattan, shithole oh, full why, of orcs, why, why am I being killed by orcs? Bit oh, of a shithole, really. Manhattan, everyone said, oh, it's beautiful. Go there, lots of nice bakeries. <laughs> I turn up, I get killed by an orc, didn't I? <laughs> oh, oh. Everyone said, oh, Manhattan. I'm an Englishman in New York. Absolutely love it. Get there, have a great time. Walking around, I'm going to go see a show. I'm on Broadway, killed by an orc, can't I, with an axe. <laughs> Shit hole plus. There. Love it. One dollar sauce of pizza. Killed by an orc. <laughs> and then I go, all right, well, where's nice? I want to go somewhere that's absolutely not shit hole. Get a plane. I'm in Rome. Oh, Rome in the summer. Beautiful fountains, pasta. Beautiful place. <laughs> Next kill minute, I'm killed by an orc, aren't I? I've got an orc in my back. I say, is this a shit hole? I was just so I'm getting on a plane. <laughs> I'm at Mykonos. I'm a business class. I'm, I'm a- loving the plane. Three shots. <laughs> Delivered by an orc. Not oh, so good, is it? hostess. Bloody orc, isn't she? I'm killed. Shithole. Everywhere's a shithole <laughs> when there's orcs in it, Jacob. Now, I looked up. I looked up the map as well. Of um, of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He's still wrong. Rohan is closer to Mordor than I thought. They but- get from Mordor to, to Helm's Deep pretty quickly. Yeah. That's like overnight. But no, no, but they, they go that, from- I understand they go in from, an afternoon. But they go from Isengard. That's not in Mordor. Where, how close is Isengard to Mordor? Oh, I th- um, oh, no, real close. No, Isengard to Mordor are quite far away. Mm. S- Saruman and Sauron, I don't think I don't think they ever meet because they just have two towers. That seems weird that they don't meet. Yeah. Well, I- well, it's weird that Saruman picked up. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll be the bad guy. Hey, when did two towers come out? It's 2002. So, 
Is it 01, 02, 03? Okay, so here's my, here's my thinking. Oh, they still called it the Two Towers Did, after 9-11. Yeah, was that 100%. A, was that a controversy at the time, do you reckon? It must have been. It, that must have come like, up. Like... Because I remember, I saw a documentary where they were like, talking about the making of the Bourne Identity. By documentary, I think I mean, like, on the DVD. Like, making I was off. watching this <laughs> grooming documentary <laughs> I don't think about I sat it. sat down and watched a doco about it. But they were like, oh, when um, we were making the Bourne Identity around the time of 9-11 and we cut all the explosions. Because people were just wow. like, oh, is there even going to be explosions in movies anymore? Because it's too traumatic for American audiences. So you have to imagine that there, was a, imagine there was a bit of heat on, you know what on I think New is, Zealand. It's because they're Kiwis. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I reckon on Kiwi, they're like, oh, 9-11, what? Like they just hadn't heard of it oh, yet. Oh, don't know. Oh, we didn't. We didn't get that VHS there yet. Mu- there must have been some pressure. Been huge of like, I know it's America. based on a book, but could you maybe call it Lord of the Rings on the Magic Trees? Or just like the Lord of the Rings two, two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine how much of a letdown it would have been if it was the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings two. Lord of the Rings, but then Return, Return of the King. King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the middle one is Lord called. of the Rings two. <laughs> oh, it'll be two unreal. Lord, two Rings. <laughs> um, so the Lord yeah. of the Rings strikes back. <laughs> so I think this has been a great mini follow up to if Harry Potter was set in Brisbane. This mm. is if Lord of the Rings was set in a handful of southwestern suburbs in Brisbane. Um, we want to quickly share a story. Yeah. Um, from a bloke named Angus and Unpakistani who wrote in, and um, it it, it speaks for itself. I'll just get it up. So he says, um, so it was the second day of lockdown that lockdown had been lifted. I live in Oxley and to celebrate ending and to have some fun before final exams, I got a group of mates to come over to my house. So him and his mates all in Oxley. We started drinking and having fun and decided to go to the park. But to get to the park, we needed to walk past Anastasia Palaszczuk's house. Oh, no. Checks out. She does live in the Oxley Anala area. It just so happened that she too was having a party that night. So this is the second day out of lockdown. Now, not specified which lockdown, um, but you'd hope being the Premier that it was quite a small party because usually you'd think it'd still be a guest restriction. As we walked past, we called out to her to come drink with us and have a party. But alas, the Premier did not answer. Somewhat understandable for the Premier hearing a whole bunch of young people... I think it would have been more weird a, if the Premier had gone, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll come have a double black down at the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Now, I love the Premier, but uh, yeah, I don't think um, my my respect for her would change <laughs> on the basis that she didn't go and have a no, drink with wane some, some at teenagers. All. Yeah. After about 20 minutes in the park, we got approached by the police who then detained us. Oh, no. Apparently, calling out the Premier's name in front of her house at 10pm isn't a smart move. Fair enough. They couldn't straight up say who called the cops, but implied heavily that it was our friendly neighbourhood Premier. (laughs) They let us go, and we continued to enjoy the night. Anastasia still has not accepted our invitation to come and party, though. Now, that is... Now, that's a story. So That's an Oxley original. I wonder how the police heavily imply that it was the premier, because I get like just that they recognised her voice. Like, did they? Got did it. they? Because say... I don't imagine it's like her private security detail. It sounds like it was just the police. Oh, could it? Could it be that? I mean, that's Bianchi Peterson esque. If she's just gone, if they're like Premier Anastasia, come come out, and she's gone, <laughs> absolutely not. Please, well, but, like, but like, what if fellas, she just? Uh, what if she just called the police and was like, "Hello, it's Anastasia Palaszczuk, the premier." <laughs> 
and said her code word. She was like, Red Eagle. And they were like, oh my God. She's a care army. <laughs> Maybe she said the care army on them. She said the care army. You know, because the care army, they don't play by anyone's oh, rules, mate. man. When they commissioned the care army again on Tuesday, a tremor ran through when, my spine. Was it Yvette Darth who said, now guys, don't, don't be concerned. Absolutely no problems here. Uh, we do have the care army who yeah. can bring you groceries. Um, mate, but I am uh, in the wake of COVID. It's going to be really hard to see the inquiry into the war crimes committed by the care army. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's weird that the care army set out to kill young Afghanistani children um, What's when the, they were just delivering know, groceries in Brisbane. It's sort of, it's, it's, I'm gobsmacked how did they you, did it. Did you know to get into the care army, mate, you have to have a kill count. <laughs> they, they, they call it they call it blooding at coals. They call, they call it a care <laughs> count, <laughs> ironically. They said, they said, uh, you, ever, you ever delivered a capsicum? How many, mate? Come on, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> the care, the um, Premier, we have some uh, concerning information. There's a battalion within the care army that have gone quiet. They're not they've, answering uh, their they've transmitter. They've turned off their responders. <laughs> and Premier, we're hearing some word out of Oxley that uh, there's rioting and looting, and we think it's the care army. They're, they're putting Woolworths bags over people's heads. We sort of don't know how they've done ethnic cleansing of groceries, but they've they've tried. Apparently, we're Dear in contact God. with the commander. The care army have gone rogue. <laughs> That's the COVID movie we're. <laughs> The fog of war, though, mate. It's the, once, it's once the fog. Oh, I mean, and the weird thing about the care army is it is just normal people going mm. going to war and committing these horrific crimes. We'll, ne- we'll never understand. It's so funny they're called the a. Army. It's called an army, but it's so weird because what are we in a war against? Because they're not really fighting COVID. Well, they're fighting. The, they're fighting people not they're being able to like get hunger. Like <laughs> they're, they're fighting being driven to a pharmacy. <laughs> they're fighting. You know the press conference where they were like, oh. If you order groceries in, because I was mm. actually going to order some bullies today, they were like, "You'll take two or three days. Please <laughs> consider getting someone else to do it." Um, but yeah, it turns out Anastasia Palaszczuk, whether it was the normal police, whether it was the care army, uh, did set upon uh, Angus and his mates. So I mean, all alleged there, obviously, but uh, maybe don't yell out at the premier if you want beers. Bloody good advice. Now the Oxley Nursery, Hen, probably the only part of Oxley that I have any real knowledge of let alone love for uh what a beautiful place reasonably priced plants i think four of the five house plants currently in my room where we're recording from the oxley nursery so i've got nothing but but immense praise where's the fifth from bunnings i'd say i think that one's from Mm. no that's not Mm. Uh, actually that's from alex letts who i think bought it from the oxley nursery letts he also got me a plant for my birthday from the oxley nursery i hope so i'm pretty sure it's the only place he shops for plants so i am I have been known in the past, and for those of you who heard my New Farm Park rant about picnics, I have been known to have a similar position in the past on houseplants. I think they do not supplement a personality, that they are something that people go, mm, plant parent, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I was quite- why, why? What's the relation to picnics? Just in terms of something that is generally popular and thought of as to be quite nice, I came yeah. in with Mr. Cynical. Yeah, and- they're both things that are probably generally popular among women. Okay, that's, so, well, that's not so all. So there's probably this latent hatred no. towards popular feminised activities. It's just absolutely not the truth. What You're the one thinking in general. Returning terms. to cruel man, You're the accusation from earlier. You, I Listen, teens. Um, no. <laughs> listen, hot teens. Listen here, teens. We've all had a lot of time in lockdown, teens. Mate, <laughs> can I say this? I think you and Caitlin one day mm. were like going out to the Oxley Nursery yeah. and I said, oh, yeah, I'll come along. And George yeah. and I came along and I was like, oh God, here we go. Bloody get a house plant. Wow, let's make the house nice. Like, oh, soil, mm. how good. Mm. Um, got out to the Oxley Nursery. It's beautiful. Immediate convert. 
What it's a so beauty. nice. One of the it's non- so nice. It is the best place on earth. It's so beautiful. Oh, sorry, Disneyland. Now, it is the best. Now the problem with a lot of house plants is, you know, they die. Which is why a nursery is the best feeling ever because they're all absolutely alive. They're all all the plants that are probably looking the best they ever will before you take them back to your house. What is what is hey Matt, What is dead may never die. Oh, so As true. is the motto of the Oxley nursery. <laughs> you walk in there and you're like yeah, Valamagulus. Valamagulus. What is dead may never die? And they're like, thank you, come in. You can have thank a plant. Yeah, yeah. Take a seat. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful, and I find it regenerative. Yep. I find it refreshing, restorative, and anything I've said about plants in the past and house plants and the people who keep them I apologize and I retract it's so nice there is nothing that takes the tightness out of my chest like mm. the smell of wet dirt absolutely I'll repeat there is nothing I'll say that it takes once more. the tightness out of my chest like the smell of wet dirt now not the taste of wet dirt because as Henry now knows you can't eat it you know no. and and sometimes the midnight snack if you've not experienced with houseplants, yeah, it can seem appealing. You cannot eat it. And you, you got to be clear on that. Now, to the staff of the Oxley Nursery, when I ripped off my shirt and yelled, big boys are vegan now, and tried to <laughs> bite all the plants, yeah, that, that was me coming to terms with my newfound love of yeah, plants. That was, and, and that was poor, but understandable. Like, uh, I can see why you did it. I think we've discussed this on a previous episode, but one time we were at Indrapilly Shopping Centre, yeah, we yeah, ran yeah. into our I friend Letsy and Alice three times at Indro, drove to Oxley Nursery and ran into them again. It's not an interesting story for anyone who wasn't involved in it, but I promise you for the people who were, it was super cool. It was and crazy. And crazy. Because it's not as if we all went straight there. I think we both went to somewhere in between and yet still ended up there at the same time. It's a very cool story. Letsy wrote in and said this. Are you aware of the old lady that lives two doors down from the ah. nursery that runs her own private nursery out of her front yard <laughs> and undercuts Oxley nurse- Nursery's prices? <laughs> <laughs> now that so is- expressly to undercut them the front. It's like if you live next to a Bunnings and you're just selling shit tons of wood. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of it. My house next to Dutch vinyl, where I just ship off all these old records. It's like how you and I set up a little tent down next to the Wesley, and we're like, "Ah, oh, broke your arm in here." Yeah, we'll fix it. Well, we're better. He's got no bones left. left. <laughs> um, pretty yeah, pretty hectic. But then he also says, so on top of basically trying to sell her own plants, which you have to imagine, is she growing them herself or is she, she going buying and them buying from them from the nursery? It's just scalping. She- she can't be undercutting them if she's buying them from the nursery because like she's then making an actual loss. Maybe she just wants the nursery to go. Yeah, Maybe she's, she's willing to make a loss. She's like the Joker. It's like some people don't care about money. <laughs> some women just want to watch the nursery. The Oxley burn. nursery go down. Um, but he also said apparently this woman will loudly cough under her mask and say, <laughs> "I can't breathe under this <laughs> fucking thing. I got too much shit on now, me." Now, for anyone who's watched, I think you should leave <laughs> season two. Funny. She's a bit of a Carl Havoc. There's too much shit on me. I can't. We did breathe. way too much. <laughs> So she's got a private nursery next to the Oxy nursery and she's got a mask and she says, I can't breathe under this fucking thing. Unbelievable. The Bunnings that you just mentioned, yeah. uh, a clear, clear distant to the nursery at Oxley there, but yeah. also have a have a nice little nursery there. And I didn't see the bloody Oxley nursery giving out sausages. So true, mate. The only sizzle you get there is when you burn a plant. Because when you pull your shirt off and say vegan now and bite all the plants, they yeah. often had to set them on fire. Baby boys are vegan. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Um, but the, the Bunnings came up. A lot of people said it's the only good thing about Oxley. And yeah. uh, I can't remember who it was. Sorry, but someone wrote in and said it's the Bunnings is like a lighthouse pole acting as a homing beacon for tradies. Yep. I think it's true of all Bunnings. But yep. Um, I would also say, I don't know what they mean by a lighthouse pole. 
No, yeah, a lighthouse. Did they, they, that's a lighthouse. There's no, it's no pole. It's a lighthouse pole. Like, is that, yeah. No, because the top of a lighthouse is just a big light pole. Is there a little, maybe it's a pole. Maybe there's a pole on the Bunnings with a light on Oh, with <laughs> saying, homing beacon for tradies. It's very literal interpretation, this on Pakistani yeah. talk. Because a lighthouse at its core is a pole. Yeah. Isn't it? But that's like being like, you know, the neck of a base is a pole. In a way. Not really. In a way. Because the function of But it's, the it doesn't function as a pole. pole. I'm trying to think of an example. It's, it's, like a, it's saying, just a light pole. It's a, just a light bulb. It's like being like, it's oh, like those plane wings. It's not a plane without the wings. Yeah. And it's the not a lighthouse of, without being tall. I guess I would light. say like that lamp there is a light on top of a pole. Well, that's a lighthouse. But at the point at which you live in the house, it's a lighthouse. It's already in the name. It's like when I lift up my niece's dollhouse. <laughs> I'm like, lighthouse. <laughs> Very light. It's pretty light. <laughs> Repping out some preacher curls. This is a lighthouse. <laughs> what um, was that band? Lighthouse Family. I think they sing. Wow, never heard we of We are gonna be. Isn't the Lighthouse family a charity? Together. Oh yeah, they support um, lighthouses. Yeah, they support Bunnings being a homing beacon. Lighthouse family musical duo. Oh wow! And they sing. Their hits are high. Yeah, it is. And we are gonna be oh. together, you and me. Yeah. That's the Lighthouse family. Not the lighthouse pole family. Completely different ideas. Uh, now, we heard about the driving range from Sam Clark. Very yeah, positive, I'll, I believe. I'll get this message up. Yeah, a few people wrote in and said the driving range is... A lot it's of people great. writing in saying the only good thing about it is X. And we got so many of those messages about different things that I'm Makes just thinking think. Oxley's good. And oh, there's lots of good my, things my, about after it. After this episode, I'm pretty happy to say that I think Oxley is a good suburb. Um, I'll gladly put my hand up. Sam said that um, it's a great driving range out there. It's not your show-off Victoria Park double yep. story where you get dickheads on the top deck trying to show off to their mates. It's just a quality driving range with no frills for a beer and a hit. And I got a hole in one at the pitch and putt. Oh, now we see where he writes in. Does it? <laughs> and then he's, but then he says, does <laughs> it count when the, whole, when the whole thing is only 60 metres long? So there's a bit of humour. Uh, a bit of humour there. Sam, who I've heard, is just a cracking golfer. Um, no, it doesn't surprise from me. From multiple parties. Yeah. Um, um, I agree. I think I, I like Vic Park. I like the driving range, but it's a bit... It's a bit showboaty. It's a bit. It's the driving range that is closest to Top Golf because the top level there just feels like. Is Top Golf the one on the way to the Gold Coast? Yeah, yeah. Top Golf's like the amusement park yeah. driving range. Mm. But I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not a golfer. The best driving range is the one that closely, most closely recreates just what it is driving in golf. Whereas the weird, yeah, when you're on levels and stuff, it's like you're just having a whack. You're not really mm. training. Have you ever played a round of golf? Yeah. I've only played one. I've played, I've played nine holes. I think I've played nine holes once when I was at high school with like dad and some family. Mm. Been to the driving range a fair bit. Driving, I think the only driving range I've probably been to is Victoria Park. Oh, same. So I haven't gone out to the Oxley one. No, nor have I. Well, when I heard there was an Oxley driving range, I was literally like, didn't know that. Well, a lot of people wrote in about it. Where's that? Um, a lot of golfers. I mean, we live with one. We Famously, we live our, with Tiger our, Woods. our base audience is golfers. Yeah. Um, and then we're very careful with them. We uh, treat them with kid gloves. Respect. Yeah, um, but thank you, Sam, for pointing out that it's. Yeah, a thank you, Sam. Love the idea of just you know having a having a beer and a hit with the club. Maybe when Too lockdown right. lifts, should we get real into golf? I mean, we've been talking about getting real into golf or tennis for like at least a year now, if yeah, not longer. That's true. I don't know. If it'll golf. I now that I say as I'm looking at two different copies of Andre Agassi's <laughs> book, it, you have no excuse not to be into tennis. I should really. You, be it's in. all you read about. Well, my my only issue with golf, and it's both the charm and the issue, takes up a huge amount of time. Well, yeah, you give up your data. You give, you give I mean, up. you give up at least three or four hours. 
Oh, if you're lucky. Yeah, and well, then there's a beer in the and clubhouse. Beer. But that, that, that's good. Whereas, but then like, what are we doing without it? We're just here recording this shit. Whereas, like, tennis, you can have a casual hit. We could go play tennis for 40 minutes and enjoy ourselves and then leave. So I want, we, we had a good stretch of going out of the nets. Yeah, definitely. Oh, playing, phenomenal stretch. Playing cricket. Then it gave up. Um, last thing that got sent into us that was interesting was um, a fellow named Toby wrote in and said there was a gun installation on Fort Road in case Brisbane got invaded. Now, mm, I didn't do any. Fascinating. I didn't do any further research <laughs> on this, so Joe's going to talk for a second as well. Yeah, no. I, I mean, the most interesting thing about Brisbane getting invaded for me is that I think it would be really hard to invade Australia. And I've had this argument with Henry and with friends before. I think because we're so big, it would be very, very hard to invade because it's not as if, you know, oh, we conquer one beachhead. Great. This is the way in and out of the country. It's a big island. It's hard, hard country to invade. Stupid argument. Right in. We have so many ways in. Okay, I can't find Yeah, it. but there are so many ways in, but likewise, there's so many ways out. And you, you, can't, you can't conquer it. They could just land at Noosa. Yeah. Oh, good on you. You've conquered Noosa. There's 20,000 other kilometres of coastline to deal with. Was the argument that we were saying it'd be easy to invade Australia, not necessarily... But no, because it's such a wide country and it'd take ages for our See, my point is fundamentally, like, it's an incredibly hard country to invade and hold just because it's so big and there is so much coastline. Like... Do we say invade and hold or are we just saying invading? Like, it's easy to get on. But then I think they just spread fast. The army, they get out. We've all seen... Tomorrow when the war began. Yeah, but like if you land on the wrong beach, you're 100 kilometres away from anything. It's just kind of useless. Yeah, just land on the right one. Yeah. But yeah. like a lot of the landlocked European countries, it's like, well, if we invade through these mountains and we secure this town, we can basically secure this entire region or this entire country. Very hard to do in Australia. That is true. And we're not even talking about Tasmania. Did you find anything more about the gun installation on Fort Road? No, bro. I literally typed in, <laughs> I typed in gun installation Fort Road Oxley and it just came up with realestate.com. Like literally realestate.com for Fort Road just came up. I was yeah. like, well, I don't mean... They mean the block of townhouses called gun installation. Comes up with a gym. It's like, welcome <laughs> to the gun installation on Fort Road Oxley. That is got, I imagine, at the gun show. If it's Fort Road, I imagine there was a fort there yeah, look, and they it, had guns in it's it. It's one of those things where someone writes in and I believe it, but there's no more to it because we don't know anything more about it. Feel free to send more evidence next time Absolutely. you roll into the shows. We ask more of you on Pakistanis. And we ask one question of ourselves, Henry Bretts. Does Oxley fuck? Um, probably not. I don't know. I don't really know enough about it. Um, I feel like flood prone houses don't fuck. That's what I was going to say. be pretty on edge. It's wet, but it's not wet. in a good way. It's, oh, it's moist. It's muddy. It's moist downstairs, but not in a good way at all. I think that's right. I think... The fact, like, I bet they'd love to fuck, but at the end of the day, they're just too tired from yeah. cleaning. I do, yeah, I think there's a there's no lack of desire, but there's a lack of execution. They and, just don't have the time. And I think for most of us, we think Oxley, we think Oxley Creek, and I don't think Oxley. I, I don't think creeks fuck. Wetlands, marshlands, swamps, creeks—they don't fuck. Swamps don't fuck. Creeks don't. Now, fuck. big flowing rivers, absolutely. Rivers fuck. Streams fuck. Yeah. I think like a little stream is cute. Oh, yeah. so, ooh, like a delicate little British backyard stream type like, thing. Yeah, it's, it's like manic pixie dream it's a bit stream. Like, ooh. Manic pixie, uh, stri- manic pixie stream girl. Yeah. Is that's what I thought you were going to say. When you said manic pixie dream I said, stream. What I said at first was manic pixie dream stream. <laughs> Despite there being a word that rhymes with stream. Manic pixie dream stream. I um, got a manic pixie, pixie dream stream. stream. <laughs> oh, let's start like a post-punk band called I got a manic pixie dream stream. Yeah. <laughs> dream stream. <laughs> Dream stream. <laughs> also kind of sounds like G-string. So there's a, Dreams, yeah, there's a debate hot. over whether or not they're saying manic pixie G-string. That's hot. So so streams fuck. 
G-strings absolutely do. But rivers do. I, I mean, the o- you know. I think the ocean fucks. Yeah, hundred percent. Every ocean. Unfortunately, fucks. creeks don't. Do I don't think seas fuck. I mean, same thing. Like, same thing. No, it's not. The ocean and the sea. Ocean and the sea, not the same. Indeed. Pacific Ocean, the Dead Sea. But Tasman Sea. But they're basically Indian the same ocean. thing. It's the same water sloshing around. Well, we've just had the whole f- a fucking river and a, a stream and a creek aren't that different. No, hugely different. Being slow, ridiculous. slow moving body of water versus a bigger moving body the of water. The gamification of small little bits of like words and is oh, the whole basis of this podcast. But the ocean ocean and a sea are no different. If I said um, if I said someone got swept out different in energy. No, 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 no. If semantics I said, is no, if the semantics. If part- I said someone got swept out to sea, it's the exact same thing as saying they got swept out to the ocean. Yeah, but we debate we've said No, no, but it's it's the same thing. Seas and oceans different. No, they're not. It's the exact same thing. You're grin- close your eyes. You're grinning with that close stupid grin when you know you're wrong. Picture either one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing. I think you're picturing the same thing. If Sinbad was sailing the seven oceans, that's way less cool. That's way cool. You have to acknowledge the Your words. point is that oceans are bigger. It's not at all what it is. I'm yeah, just saying Pacific oceans Ocean, fuck. Dead Sea. Well, I think oceans fuck because seas are so associated with like but if you're sailing the high seas that's so much sexier than sailing the high oceans Uh, well yeah okay but i think you think they're different but i think your original point is wrong so you think seas fuck more than oceans ah absolutely really yeah if i got swept out if i got swept out to the ocean that sounds like i'm dying if i got swept out to talking about dying i'm talking about having sex is it not which could same? really be the same, which, which could really be the tagline for this podcast. We're talking about dying, man. No, yeah. Look, their their words are different. See, I just associate. Seas are used in a sexier context, though. Seas, I associate I with barnacles. The seven seas. That's not hot. That's barnacles and old men in hats. Then what's cool about ocean? That's like a babe getting out of the. Oh, do you see James Bond coming out of the ocean? With those no, arms. says he came out of the ocean. Everyone in Casino <laughs> Royale. Said. Everyone says he comes that. out of the sea. Everyone says, oh, look, so Jay, I, look when at, he came out of the sea. Um, okay. Uh, the old man in the sea. Um, Seas 11. Ocean 12. Seas 13. Ocean. I beat you to it. Ocean. I beat you to it. But Henry. no, think about oceans are hot because it's like, damn, look at that bikini. Her eyes are blue o- like the, the sea. Ocean. The arms of the ocean. She didn't, Florence Machine wasn't like, arms of the sea. Florence Machine. Florence Full Machine. Name. The Ander is just her middle name. Anyway, I mean, either way, Oxley doesn't fuck. Oxley doesn't fuck. So, uh, not much more we can say about that, really. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Slick ass. Your button management doesn't fuck. Take that back. (laughs) (laughs) My loosely buttoned shirt begs to differ, mate. Um, Your button management, sir. Uh, that's all we got time for on Oxley. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a listen to our interview with Zach Stubblety Cook, which uh, should be live by the time the episode this comes live. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, um, we're just about to get out of lockdown. Yeah, and if not, um, probably see you next week for another lockdowny themed episode where there's a long housekeeping and a cool suburb to talk about. Sounds good. Enjoy, guys. <laughs>